You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole is. You are now plugged in. Welcome to the Virtual Matrix. Your source for ECW coverage, movie reviews, and the latest in video gaming. Here is your host. I'd like you to do me a favor. I want you to tell all your friends about me. Who are you? JJ Sexer. We got a full chat room. We've got plenty of music. We've got plenty of cigarettes. The only thing that bothers me about this guest host thing is it's cutting into my fucking 360 time. But, we'll manage. Since I don't have to be at work at 4 o'clock in the morning tomorrow. So, with that being said, welcome to Unplugged. A little later than usual, we had some technical difficulties, if you will. But I believe joining me at this time is none other than the man... David Stevens, who, if I could give an award to anybody in Internet radio that's come such a long way in such a very, very short period of time, and I want the chat room to be honest, don't be a bunch of cock smokers and be truthful, you got to remember the first time David Stevens came on when the doghouse was on and did an, an ECW recap. He stuttered worse than Curly. And now... The kid has his shit together. He sounds like a professional. And he's joining us now on Unplugged to talk about some NXT. David, how are you, buddy? Hi, I'm doing well. Thanks a lot, Troy. Thanks. I appreciate that. Uh, you know, I was starting to wonder if we needed the chat room to kind of get in the circle and sync by uh, to really just kind of get this whole stream working. I out. was beginning to think if I needed a Ouija board and a seance to get this show off the ground. I, I don't know what was going on. I mean, I took over the stream, and then I got booted off the stream just about the time I started to say welcome back, and then I disappeared. I couldn't get anything to work. <laughs> It was like square peg in a, in a round piece of wood, you know what I mean? It just wasn't working out. You know, I don't even remember NXT at this point. That turned on today, yes, I don't remember. Was there a show? I mean, by the time we get started here, it'll be next week's episode. It's very, very possible. <laughs> All right, let's pretend like we started the show one time. Yeah, you know, that sounds fine to me. Um... So did you, I know sometimes with JJ, he kind of recaps NXT, but he only ends up seeing like 75% of it. Did you actually get to watch NXT today? I actually, brother, I watched the show and made notes like I do for Wrestling News Live. Wow. This is going to be a whole new unplug tonight. So I'm going to be able to converse with you on my thoughts on NXT. Wow. I'm, this will be good. Welcome to the big leagues, my friend. <laughs> Thanks. All right, so the show started off with Daniel Bryan and The Miz in tag team action against David Otunga and R-Truth. I had two thoughts going into this match. 
The first was, apparently David Otunga and R-Truth are no longer shooting, and then they attacked each other backstage. Let's yeah. with that. Like, they, must have, they must have kissed and made up somewhere along What's Up. <laughs> they must have, because, I mean, that was a major part of last week's program, and tonight it was like, yeah, that never happened. I think programming or, or creative, I'm not sure how it works for NXT, but as I watched that opening match tonight and listened to the commentators, I, I kind of had a feeling like maybe the creative team got together and said, hey, look, we got way too many fucking rookies feuding with pros. Mm-hmm. We're taking the focus away from some of the guys that they, that, that, that feud, that, that burning feud, we're taking away the spotlight from some of them. And I think if you have a tongue of fighting with truth, it diminishes a little bit of the feud between, you know, Daniel Bryan and The Miz. It makes it, it's still a big deal that they're fighting. It makes it like, oh, okay, well, a lot of them are fighting. Yeah, I'm have to agree with you there. And when I was looking at all of the guys who were feuding with their pros, a tongue gave my truth made the least sense to me. I just I did not see the animosity there for why they'd be fighting in the right. first place. And you have the guys like Brian and Miz. That makes sense. And to an extent, Sheffield and Regal, they have a kind of different feuding dynamic because it's more Sheffield wanting to prove himself to Regal. So I, I like that too. Yeah, I'm a big fan of that as well. Uh, and you're right on the money with our truth and Otunga. They shouldn't be fighting. They should be one of the more cohesive duos. Um, I basically, I'll start off with this, um, and I'll let you take it on this match. I'm not. A, I mean, I'm, a, I'm a fan already of the in ring of Daniel Bryan. Mm-hmm. But he's, and, and I, this may be on purpose. This may be on purpose. Correct me if I'm wrong, but. The guy wears plain trunks, plain boots. He looks like the guy that might park my truck mm-hmm. when I get to the arena. You know, he's not. He doesn't stand out looks wise. He's got the, uh, you know, Mayberry fucking, you know, hill, hillbilly just plain ass haircut like my mom cuts my hair in the kitchen. <laughs> you know, I he. He's I, maybe they're doing that on purpose, but to me, out of, if you line up all the the rookies, he stands out by being so plain. It's an interesting point. It's almost it's almost to the point that it's got to be on purpose. It could very well be on purpose, but it very much also reflects how he was on the independent scene. He always wore, by the fact, those shrinks he wore, you know, he wore in Ring of Honor. He's always worn, like, blue or maroon or just very, very plain. And that's why for a long time, you know, I, I was talking about this before, I, I liked a lot of matches that happened to have him in it, but I never even noticed that he was in it because he was just kind of, or the other guy that they were fighting. And I think when they first brought Daniel into NXT, that was going to be one of the focal points. You were going to have The Miz, a guy who, okay, Brian obviously more technically skilled, but the guy doesn't have that much personality, and that's what they were trying to play up. So I do think that they brought him in, like you were saying, as plain as possible to work the dynamic with The Miz, but three weeks into it, I haven't really seen the personality emerging. Well, and tonight they really went overboard with the feuding between the two of them to the point that, I mean, it happened in the ring, it happened before the ring, it happened in the ring, it happened after the match, outside the ring, happened again in a promo outside mm-hmm. backstage. 
You know, I mean, we get the point. They don't get along, all right? Let's not make that a focus of the show, because to tell you the truth, I've watched every episode, and I can tell you right now, the only, the only guys that I know anything really about at this point that have, that have reached out through the TV and slapped me in the face and said, look at me, is Otunga, because he's been forced down our throat, he's been on every episode, Yep. Daniel Bryan, because mm-hmm. of the deal with The Miz and his popularity in Ring of Honor, um, and, the, and the third guy, let me see, where's that, Darren Young. Darren Young. Just because, just because he's been forced down our throat. That, he looks like a creator wrestler or a street fighter character. He does. He does look like that. You know? And, and Jay Cash in the chat room says, how can you be plain and stand out? Real simple. Line up the entire rookie cast of NXT and put Daniel Bryan in the middle of watch and see where your eyes go. Uh, it's, I mean, it's you're spot on there because... He's plain too, and he wears plain trunks while everybody else has got... Three cans of gel in their hair and fucking flashy sequins and, you know, all kinds of shit on. Mm-hmm. He's the only one that stands out and looks blue-collar, ready to go to work. Yeah, he definitely has that everyman appeal. So, I mean, it's just a matter of time before, you know, I don't know how it would work. But i got to think that if he keeps the shit up with Miz, Miz is going to say, I don't want nothing to do with him. Mm. And leave him on his own. Now that could be a cool storyline, too. Miz could turn his back on his rookie, and the other guys could get together and say, you know what, kid? That's all right. We'll all kind of take you under our wing. Each one of us a little bit will teach you what we know. They can go that way, but it, and yeah. what I was looking at earlier, I was kind of writing out, when I was taking my notes for the show, thinking, well, where are they going? Because this is the third week in a row. I mean... Daniel Bryan is officially on a losing streak. He's lost for three weeks in a row. And up until this point, it kind of made sense because it didn't matter. And then tonight I'm sitting there thinking, all right, well, where are they going with this? And I think, and you know how creative he is up the go with, but I think that they're kind of on a path of putting him on a losing streak and they're going to have it end a couple of weeks from now with this feud between the Miz and him culminating to a point where they wrestle each other and have Brian go over the miss. That's where I kind of see this direction going. And I would even like it if they were to put the U.S. title on the line. Oh, wow. You know, put the U.S. title on the line at Mania and let, let him let him beat the Miz at Mania. It'd be cool. I mean, but I don't think they're going to do That's probably a little much for a rookie, yeah. and that kind of ruins the rest of the show. Yeah. Because at that point, you know, he's above NXT, and I don't think they want... If anybody's above the show or the website, they get future endeavored. Exactly. Exactly. We can't have that. So, it is what it is. Miz gets pinned, um, takes his frustration out on, on uh, Daniel Bryan, and... Uh, True that Otunga looks strong and buddy buddy, all is good. They're eating Girl Scout cookies backstage. Um, Carlito last week at the end of the show spit in the face of, of uh, Heath Slater. Yes. To set up the match this week, my thoughts on Heath Slater are this: after hearing him talk in that promo with his accent, he needs to lose this rock band rock star thing. I forgot about that gimmick. 
Honestly, listening to him talking to his brother and watching wrestling night, it was a cool concept, but he has certainly not embodied it in any way, he shape, or form. He, when I think rock star, I look at John Morrison. Yep. He doesn't in any way remind me of John Morrison. Now, with that being said, since HBK has been raiding my closet recently, if he were to raid HBK's closet with the camo and the, you know, the the, the good old boy attitude to go along with his accent and just be a man's man, he'd go over huge. But this one-man rock band thing ain't going to get him anywhere. I think they're trying to give him a, a, a gimmick that was slightly different than that of Skip Sheffield's because he's kind of got the whole redneck cowboy thing going on. Yeah, but... He's played it to a point that's almost embarrassing for, for for rednecks everywhere. Yep, yep, yep. You know, we're not all, well, you don't give me a 12 strip CD. No, we don't all act like that. Yeah, he went from redneck to hillbilly. And there is a big difference. Believe me, there's a big difference in redneck and hillbilly. I have traveled to uh, and done some mission work in what I would say is, you know, your true Appalachian Mountain legit hillbilly uh, areas, and I, I can tell you, from experience, and you know better than I do, yes, there is a difference, people. Big, big difference. Um, I like the fact that Slater is with Christian, um, and we were talking about music themes, and I, man, when Christian's music hits, it gets my attention. Love it so much. You know. Uh, it's just such a great song. But i got to tell you, a rookie that I really like, and he's got a pretty decent gimmick with the 1.9, is Michael Tarver. Really? Yeah, I think I think with the boxing background and the kickboxing and with the way MMA is so popular right now, why not push him and see what happens? In my mind, I have to get him confused with the Tunga, though. Their gimmicks are, are they very similar to each other. How could you get him confused? They look nothing alike. They kind of look alike. No, that's like saying all black people look alike. They don't look anything alike. I, I might be saying that. One is built like a bowl of china closet. The other one is built like, you know, minute bowl. There's a big difference. They're basing themselves on boxing backgrounds. Well, I, I don't I don't get that from a tongue. I get from a tongue. I'm just an all-around badass that's going to hurt you and make you make you lose, you know. I don't get that at all from, from, from Tarver. From Tarver, I get, you know, I'm the son of a boxing champion. You know, I'm the son of a prize fighter, and that's what I get from him. See, I already forgot that. With him, he just he just doesn't catch my attention. Every time he's on, I the second he's off the screen, I forget about him. Well, him and Carlito are a bad pairing because they're nothing alike. Well, I mean, I, don't, I just don't understand why Carlito's a pro on the show. Quite frankly, and, you know, the guy's accomplished his things in his own life, but I don't feel as though he's in a position right now to be inspiring the guys, especially compared to who the other, you know, mentors are. You can't put Chris Jericho and, you know, William Weaver and then, like, oh, Carlito. Yeah, he has a lot to teach. Yeah. Um, in that match, um, he's Slater with a little help from Christian. Christian distracting Carlito a little bit. Uh, there towards the end, but Slater gets the roll up one two three on on Carlito and gets mm-hmm. the win rookie over the pro, uh, which is a good thing I think. I think that that sets up well for a tag team match down the line. Um, they had that tag team match. Oh, they'll have, uh, they'll have it again. They're not done. Yeah, they're far from done. Um, Darren uncuts a promo tonight. Um, they give him a little TV time talking about who he is, what he is, what he's there to do. 
they then cut to CM Punk and his Straight Edge Society or whatever, and they're talking about, you know, should we take him in or not, basically. And he interrupts them and says, hey, you know, so what if I don't live a Straight Edge lifestyle? I can still learn from you as, you know, what to do in the ring, blah, 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 blah. And they basically walked out on him and just said, you know, Psh, whatever, and blew him off. So, and I, I mean, the only reason he stands out as a memorable, memorable guy is because he's been on every show. True. I mean, I haven't really seen, I, I missed a little bit of one show. So that must have been where Regal and the Cowboy guy fought. Because I haven't seen him do shit in the ring yet. So he's, he's all right. Um, Darren Young first night, he got squashed by Otunga, and then last week uh, he wrestled Otunga again, and it was a longer match. Yeah. My problem, I shouldn't say my problem, my question to you is, how long until Darren Young's hair gets cut at this point? Uh, you know, I think it's going to be one of those things where he's going to become a member of the Straight Edge Society eventually and just, you know, completely go plain and uh, join the group. And that'll be his window into the WWE. But will you remember him? Will he still stand out in your mind without that kind of defining characteristic? Because I'll tell you, the only reason I pay attention to him right now is because first, CM Punk's promos have been hilarious with him. And second... The hair is so obnoxious that I can't help but notice him. Right. That's exactly what I think. Um, I think that he disappears soon. Yeah. But, then again, they're giving him so much damn TV time. Who, who, who do you I mean? Who, why? I, I think they're trying to be fair with TV time, uh, especially because the first week it was very Daniel Bryan dominated. Oh, yeah. And even you know, since then, him and David Otunga have gotten, I would say, 50% of the TV and promo time, so they're trying to, you know, get the other six guys in there somewhere. This is supposed you, to be a competition. i tell you who I like. And, and he would definitely, on the list of, of the next rookies, the NXT rookies, he would definitely be a dark horse. But I like Justin Gabriel. I really like Justin Gabriel. I like his finish. I like Beautiful. his background. I like, I think... Maybe I heard this on here before. Maybe I'm just, you know, rehashing. Maybe I'm just having a relapse. I don't know. I think that he's going to take on this Angelic Diablo gimmick from, from uh, Matt Hardy. Yeah, JJ and I were talking about that last week when Matt said that he reminded him of a young Matt Hardy. And we were, you know, we were kind of wondering why is this, et cetera. I do want to say, Chris just said in the chat, Justin reminds Dave of Paul London. Uh, no, he really doesn't at all. Um, yeah, some of the moves are the same, but he does them in different ways. So, no, Chris, once again, you're just completely off base. Uh, he's a, he's bigger than Paul, isn't he? I mean, he's a bigger he's a bigger guy. He might be taller. Um, I think the reason he reminds Hardy of the young Hardy is he's hungry. You know, he's got that aerial attack. Um, Mm-hmm. I could see Justin stepping in and being a Matt Hardy's tag partner, replacing you know Jeff. I could see that. I mean, especially yeah. because one of uh, Gabriel's finishers down at CW was the Swanton Bomb. So I mean, they could do poetry in motion. They could do all that stuff. And they kind of did do that last week when they were tagging together. Yeah. Uh, they did that move, that, that signature Hardy Bird moves where Matt gets on his knees and Jeff jumps off of him, they did that with Gabriel last week. So there is definitely a certain tag dynamic there. 
And now, I know that they're kind of pushing Hardy. For some reason, on SmackDown, he defeated the undefeated Drew McIntyre for God knows what reason. And, you know, I'm not the biggest Matt Hardy fan, fine. But I do think that Justin paired with him, I'm starting to see the fit better than I got, because I despised it last week. Crowley is saying in the chat room, Evan Bourne and Justin Gabriel is poetry in motion. No, I don't think so. I think, I that's, think, so. I think that's what hurts them is they're too similar. I think you need a guy. That's what made the Hardy Boys such a good tag team is that Matt did all the ground Matt-based work and was the heavy hitter of the two, and Jeff was the bounce-off-the-ropes spot-fest guy. And Jeff is a very, even though he's not the biggest guy in the world, he's still a solid guy, as Justin is. And Evan, uh, no disrespect to Evan, but he's so tiny that I, I couldn't see him providing the counter that Justin needs. Oh, in the chat room, XDUX says... Gabriel won't become a drug addict and ruin Hardy versus 2.0. <laughs> Not nice. Not nice. Um, I think Gabriel's got potential. Um, I put him in my top five. Um, I have to give him credit for the fact that they have not done that much with him promo-wise. Definitely not more than they've given to other guys, and certainly not as well, much as they've given to the big guys, and yet he's standing out in our minds, right. and I think that's because It does, and tonight was nice because he got a little of that promo time. You got to find out that he's from South America or wherever, South Africa. Was it South Africa or South America? South Africa. South Africa, uh, which is, I believe, where Dave Matthews is from. Yes, they are white uh, in they, South Africa, for those who are wondering. They kind of look alike, he and Dave Matthews, and that they... Oh, so now you're saying all white people look alike. Uh, all South, uh, South, South African white people might look alike, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I like them, too. They look alike, so I guess by judging on that, I'm going to have to lean towards yes, maybe. Um, <laughs> but it was nice to see that his dad was a pro wrestler, and that he comes from a pro wrestling background. Mm-hmm. Um... The, the the footage they showed, I'm guessing that is the uh, FW, FCW, FCW. Uh, the footage that they showed tonight of him as a younger wrestler. Um, they showed some footage of him younger than even that. Uh, they didn't focus a whole lot on it. But uh, I think he fits his pro better than anybody else that I can think of. So it would be interesting to see. I think he's in my top three. Um... Wade Barrett, he reminds me of a prototypical big guy that loses a lot. Yeah, I, I've heard a lot of very positive things people saying about him. I don't get it. I don't, Wade doesn't do anything. Oh, I hate the way he talks. <laughs> you know, I'm like, all right, man, spit it the fuck out already. Come on. You know. I do like the pairing of him with Jericho because he thinks his shit don't stink and Jericho keeps telling him he's right. Yeah. Josh says I need more bass for my act. I'm not really trying because I'm, I'm just trying to get through this show with any voice at all, to be honest with you. <laughs> I, honestly have, a show on, right? I honestly have a cup of warm salt water sitting here to gargle between commercials. Oh. Yeah, I've got a sore throat. It's yeah, been, been bad for a few days. When you do six hours of radio a day, I get very little sleep. That doesn't help. Sorry to hear that, Trey. Oh well, it's all over now, so I'm good to go. I, no more, no more four o'clock in the mornings for this kid. <laughs> um, I'm moving on. Let's just say that. Um, I liked the match. I liked. Uh, 
you know, Jericho's involvement at the end. Um, I loved how he was running over to the commentary desk and shouting shit out that was loud enough you could hear it over their microphones. That was fantastic. I loved the the, the Michael Cole. Do you just want to come over there and commentate? And he was like, <laughs> I can do a better job than you. <laughs> you know. I got to tell you, Chris Jericho is, and I said this before, I think he as the mentor, is one of the best ones that they have, not because I like Jericho, but I'm talking about the way he is on the show. He, above anybody else, is out there for his, you know, for his rookie. He is doing everything he can to get him over to the backstage, to the audience, etc. And that's very, very important. And that it's a dynamic that we're not seeing from a lot of the other guys. Now, you're talking Wade and Jericho? Yeah. Okay, now, see, I have in my notes that the two pros really doing their job and coaching their talent is Matt Hardy and Jericho. There you go. So great minds think alike. They're talking about people being sick in the chat room. Uh, I was talking to JJ as we were trying to get this debacle on the, on, off the ground here, and uh, he sounds okay. JJ's voice is okay. But from where he would have to do the show... I don't think you want to be in a conversation with... So, uh, David, tell me... That match... That, it wouldn't sound good for radio, so... JJ's taking the night off. Very understandable. Um, what do I have else in my notes for NXT? Let's see if I can get in my notes. Um, I think Christian is another one actually coaching his rookie. I think he really showed tonight that he cares whether he Slater wins or loses. Um, yeah, it's just <laughs> Christian is doing a very good job with Heath, but he's getting distracted on other things. Yeah, I'm just—he's just not. I'm not. Heath is not catching my attention to the point that whatever Christian is doing for him doesn't really matter. At the, I don't see that you know Christian can do everything. He can lay down in the ring and put him over. It doesn't matter. I don't see Heath winning this competition. Right. Oh, I want to do. I do want to point out that. It was really funny to me last night on Raw, and I, I will, I will, I will not take credit for this joke. I've heard it before, but to the fact that I no more than said the joke less than 24 hours from hearing Jerry the King Lawler use it last night on a different person, <laughs> I made the joke on the air the other day. I, I one of my shticks on the air is that I always say that Miranda Lambert is my future ex-wife. And she knows this, because she and I have hung out. And uh, I'm sure I've told the Miranda story before, but I'll save that for a Wrestling News Live. Um, but anyway, she signed a photo to my future ex-husband, XOXO, and it hangs in my office. So every time I introduce her on the radio, I introduce her as my future ex-wife, Miranda Lambert. And <laughs> a lady called in and asked me why that was, and I said, well, we had a relationship before her and Blake Shelton got together. And she goes, really? I said, well, I wouldn't call it a relationship, but, but I did live with her for about three months. And she goes, are you serious? I go, yeah, that was until she found out I was there. <laughs> and then the whole Jerry the King Lawler used that same line last night about Kelly Kelly freaked me out. Yes, he did. And you know what's even weird about you mentioned that? I'm pretty sure Michael Cole said later in the broadcast, and obviously it's true, with Jerry, but he did say, didn't you live with a diva once? And, and Jerry Lawler said, yeah, for about three months. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he, uh, him and the kitty cat. That was a, boy, she was something else. <laughs> she was a walking train wreck. 
I bet she was good in bed, but she was a walking train wreck. <laughs> all right, so that pretty much wraps up NXT. That's all I got, Trey. Um, thank you for joining me, man. I appreciate it. No problem. Anytime. Take care of you guys. Ladies and gentlemen, that is uh, David Stevens, your NXT unplugged correspondent, coming on the uh, show tonight to help me get through this, and I appreciate that. Like I said, um, if there was an award for you know most improved internet radio personality, and there should be, my vote would definitely go to David Stevens. Doing a great job, uh, especially with the transformation of the show he had to cover now to from ECW to NXT. So, doing a great job. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back with more Unplugged, provided everything stays plugged in, right here on the Sunday Night Showdown Network. I'm the trade off. We'll be right back after this. This is a song by Caroline Stein you might want to dedicate to your ex girlfriend. I know I have. You and me We're like the fire in the trees We're like the pollen in the breeze Summer with the freeze You and me Just you and me We're like the fire in the trees We're like the pollen in the breeze Summer with the freeze You and me Something you should know Something you should think about or Where you wanna go Do you want me in or want me out I got stuff to do Got nothing to do with you I wanna let you know I'm really very tired of you and me We're like the fire in the trees huh? We're like the pollen in the breeze Summer with a freeze You and me
you can blow through like a cracker without cheese, like you never get nothing. the trade-off pinch hitting the ninth floor of the one, the only, J.J. Sexay. And uh, coming up in just a bit, we're going to uh, be joined by Sean to talk a little uh, video game action, as they would say on King of the Hill, and damn video games. I'm addicted to uh, MLB 2K10 right now. Um, love it. I, I, I can't get enough of it. want to play it as soon as this show's over with. Um, we'll get him to go ahead and call in, and I believe he's got a full slate of uh, video game action to talk about here tonight. Um, I believe we're going to start off with our baseball coverage of uh, what's going on with the difference between MLB 2K10 and the show. Now, over the years, the show has been the only game that really gave you that full baseball experience of creating your character and usually like I said the other night usually you'll start out in the minor leagues and work your way up um, Sean is with us now Sean how are you buddy I'm great once I turn my mic on <laughs> it's the button in front of you push it um, I do that a lot yeah. don't, don't feel that I even do it at work sometimes um, <clears throat> we're talking about baseball we're talking about the differences between uh, 2K10 and the show um, I actually, if you got, uh-oh, sorry, all right, there we go, you sound okay now, now go ahead, I was about to say, did we, did we lose the, the feed again, Tag. no, we just lost Skype for a second, it hiccuped, but you're all right, okay, as long as there's no heavy breathing in the microphone, we're great, yeah, I don't know what that was, that was entertaining to say the least, <laughs> I That was hilarious. Thank you, but please put your pants back on. There you go. All right, your your Skype is coming in and out, so let's let's hopefully that doesn't happen the rest of the night. All right. If it, if it does, I'll give a call back in. Okay. Um, I don't know what's going on. My computer's acting weird tonight. I may have to jump on the laptop. Who knows? Whatever you're doing, just stop doing everything, and we'll just chat. I'm not doing anything. All right. Well, then there you go. So, um, have you have you had a chance to play both, or are you strictly a show guy? Uh, I've only played uh, uh, Yeah, we're going to have to uh, do something different with Sean. His Skype is not wanting to uh, cooperate. That's the good thing about live radio, maybe, because uh, you're at the hands of your tools. And they say a good carpenter. Never blames his tools, but I say that's the idiot who came up with that bullshit. Sean's going to pull out his laptop. 
And, uh, give us a call. Fuck it, we'll do it live! It's all fucked up, we'll do it live. Anyway, I'm gonna give that plug a whole, a whole new rating tonight. With F-bombs and whatever comes to mind. You know why? Because it's been that kind of day, and J.J. was dumb enough to hand me the keys to the car. No, I'm just kidding. I'm uh, glad to fill in for J.J., who is um, not feeling too well tonight. Um, I do want to say, though, uh, as far as what we were talking about with Sean and MLB The Show, I've played it since, like, 1996 on PS2. Loved it when it came out. But it was just the most innovative baseball game I'd ever played in my life. And out of all the times that you play that, you start a career, you end a career, you start a career, you end a career. You just you, you go till you get it right. And you know when you got it right. Um, most of you listen to Wrestling News Live, so you know the story of only once have I created a character that made it through the opening spring training and played on the Major League Baseball roster and never went down to the minors, and that was when I was a shortstop for the Royals. Go figure. And then you know the help you can get. Um, every time I try to put myself on the Cardinals, I end up going to Double A Springfield, which was ironic because that's where I lived. That's where the Springfield Cardinals were. Was the home of C23 bitches, Springfield, Missouri. So that was okay. It's kind of cool. But then you build yourself up to where your stats and your numbers are better than the guy playing second baseman for the Cardinals, and you like never get called up. Now they give you the option of going and talking to your manager, but nine times out of ten, you just piss him off. You know, it gives you options like, hey, uh, I think I'm ready for, you know, a call-up. I think I'm ready to hit in the top of the lineup. Team's chemistry is down. I want to be traded. Well, every time you talk to the coach, for me, other than maybe once or twice, it's ended up in something negative where I've been suspended for two games or I've been, I was a starter and now I'm sitting on the bench. What fucking good does that do you? Stay away from the coach. Don't talk to him unless you have to. You know? Um, the thing I liked about the 2K10, and I've only tried one character, and it's the one I'm playing right now, I am currently in my second season and... I'm the starting second baseman for the St. Louis Cardinals already. Um, I played in double-A my entire first season, went to uh, the finals, got beat out in the uh, World Series of double-A. Then I got uh, congratulations. You've been called up for spring training. You got a spring training invite. And it took me until about three weeks left in spring training to really grasp what I was doing. And then I hit like 14 home runs in three weeks. Um, which I thought, with my performance, I was batting about 298 with uh, 13 or 14 home runs, you know, a decent amount of RBIs. I was leading the team in most offensive categories as a rookie second baseman. I thought, surely, 
even though Skip Schumacher, the, as I do figure quotations, starting second baseman, is rated 75 and I'm only a 74, I've kicked his ass this spring training. Surely I'll start on the main roster, even if I'm a bench player. Nope. They sent me to uh, AAA Memphis to start the season. I was there for uh, three weeks, and I'd already hit like eight home runs, driven an ass load of RBIs, batting third for the AAA team, and it said, congratulations, you've been called up to the show. And I'm like, all right. Thank God the game is lenient, because my major league career started with me going about 0 for 14. Couldn't buy a hit. I'd hit the ball hard right at somebody or strike out every time. And then, boom, man, it just clicked. And I started hitting the ball out of the ballpark right and left. I've got eight home runs, I think, in the last two weeks. I hit two grand slams today in the same game. Um, I've had walk-off home runs. I've had ninth-inning game-tying home runs. And the cool thing and the, uh, the, the cool thing about this one so far for me, storyline-wise with my character, is that I'm the second baseman for the Cardinals. I'm batting in the two-hole, and I'm batting in front of Albert Pujols. So even if I don't hit it out of the park, if I just, if I just get on base, then I get to watch Albert hit. You know, and that's kind of cool to be that, to be batting in front of Albert Pujols for the St. Louis Cardinals with your created character in your second season. Um, when you get called up to the show on 2K10, it does give you some options. Um, some, what do you want your primary goal to be? My primary goal was to get my overall rating at at least 79 to 80 by the season's end. And I'm at 79 right now. Um, but there's options like lead the National League in votes as a rookie for second base, um, be the rookie of the year. The well, fuck, I don't know who else is out there. Why would, I, why would I say that? That's retarded. I don't know if I'm going to be a rookie of the year. I know I can get my character over 79 and 80. That's just a matter of time. And the coolest thing of all in the comparison to 2K10 and the show when you're on the show on the PS3, let's say you're uh, not a full-time player and you're only playing maybe twice a week, well, eventually your, your, your overall attributes start to decrease. So you're losing points for all your hard work you've already put in. I think that's bullshit, especially when you're timed and you have to have these goals completed by a certain date, and you only get three strikes and you get demoted, I have had characters where I just couldn't get a starting job. And I was a bench warmer with every team I played for, and my shit just kept diminishing. And I ended up getting cut in the middle of the season by the Mets, I think. And I thought, well, shit, retire that guy. He sucks. So, Crowley, do me a favor and uh, remove the bank. I just don't like looking at idiotic symbols and flashy shit in the chat when I'm trying to host the show. Anyway, I believe we got Sean back on the line. Sean, sir, are you with us? 
I hope so. Does it sound better? Yes, it does sound better. Okay, good. I don't. I don't know what's my computer today. It's uh, before uh, before the show came back on, I had to reboot because it sounded like my computer was on crack. So, <laughs> well, I don't, I don't know if there's a new uh, virus crack out there or what. So, I uh, will be back to doing cocaine before this show's over with if I'm not careful. Um, oh we started talking about the difference between 2K10 and the show. I've laid out some of the things. Um, I'm a big fan of both. So if you buy either one, you're going to enjoy it. I just think that after the, and, and Sean back me up on this or, or, or don't, but I think because of the embarrassment that was 2K9, they really, really stepped it up and hit the ball out of the park thus far with 2K10, and I haven't even tried everything yet. Um, It definitely has seemed. Uh, I enjoyed... I did enjoy the demo for 2K10. It was just a little weird. Um, but for me, I don't I don't know why. Um, I think it was the the way you pitched. For me, it was just a little weird with all the uh, the button movements and all that. But um, I definitely enjoyed it. I definitely have to say that uh, they did really good. I played 2K9 for about uh, oh I don't know 45 minutes, and I was like, forget this, I'm done. Right. So I mean, I, I don't I don't play a lot of baseball games because I don't really enjoy the baseball games. But there's a lot of really recently there's been a lot of like games out there that I wanted to try out, and I played the bigs. I enjoyed the bigs. Bigs was fun. Never been a fan of that. And I'll tell you what, I'm the guy. If they had a panel. Before uh, a guy that would test these games out, I'm the guy and I'm the demographic that these baseball games shoot for. I played for 17 years. I played into college. Um, I am a baseball junkie. I am one of those weird motherfuckers that will actually sit and watch an entire game from first pitch to the last out every night of the week. I have the baseball package, and I watch every Cardinal game. Uh, two seasons ago, I watched all 162 games on television, every one of them. That's crazy. I'm just, I'm a nut. I'm a fan. I, I will watch baseball. I will watch two teams that I don't even care about. I will watch college baseball when it's not even a team I know or like. I enjoy college baseball. I mean, I'll, I'll claim it. I enjoy college baseball because... It's more about pride when it comes to that. It's right. more about who's really be who's really better. It's not about money. It's about pride. I would like to see college go to the wooden bats. Yeah, instead of the aluminum stuff. Yeah, watching the college World Series, I can't handle that. Ding, ding, ding! Every five seconds drives me nuts. I feel like I'm watching tennis. Yeah. Um. And we'll get to some more college baseball in just a sec. Um. I really do, though, have to admit, my one beef, if if we would have done this show yesterday, Sean, my one major beef is the same for every baseball game. Nobody in in the world of creating baseball games has ever figured out how to fucking do this right, and that's base running. Yeah. 
Um, a lot of times, more so on 2K10 than you ever had on the show. If you get a single and get on first base, they will ask you to do a hit and run with you as the runner. The problem is, to get a lead, you have to use your, your, your right trigger. And Jimmy Fallon just busted his ass on live television. And I mean busted his ass. No, they're doing this thing on Jimmy Fallon where they're making martinis and then running around the crowd and pouring them into these beacons that have measurements on them to see who can fill theirs up the fastest. And he was in second place coming back to the hardwood floor where she spilt most of her shit. And he hit the puddle, and I mean he fucking slipped and landed right on his back, sliced his finger open. He's bleeding. And he broke like six martini glasses right there on the floor. And I'm just happening to be, my, my TV is right here on my desk, so that's why. It's okay, man. I'm just chugging with you. Um, but to get a base lead, you have to right trigger, right trigger, right trigger, and each one takes a step. The problem is, to steal the base, you've got to hold down the button, the trigger button, wait for the pitcher to come set, and on his first movement, tap the trigger button again, and your guy will take off. The problem with that is when you hold it down, let's say you just want to get a two-step lead. It makes you keep stepping like a, a Willie Mays Hayes lead in, in, in Major League. You know, you're like seven steps off the base. Well, fuck yeah, he's going to pick you off. Yeah. But I found out today that if you just take a normal lead and wait for him to come set, then hold down the button, you're good to go. It makes it a little harder timing-wise, but you can do it. So, base running is still, though, an issue when you get multiple guys on base. Well, it's really weird because with the show this year, I uh, the controls are way crazy. The uh, The the throwing to the bases. If you're in the field, it's really weird because instead of like the X being the home home uh, home plate, which is at the bottom of the uh, the controller, O being first base, triangle being second, square being third. Instead, it's square is first base. Uh, let's see. I think X is second base, O is third, and triangle is home in the complete opposite direction of what it should be. And I'm just like, I, I can never remember it because I'm pressing O for for first base and it's going to third base, and I'm like, why is that going? Why is that going to third? Oh uh, crap! And you can't change it. It won't want you to change it. I mean, well, that's my only. I started out on 2K10, opened it up, created my character, went to the Cardinals. Which I thought was cool that I got to the I went to the Cardinals. I just blindly closed my eyes and picked the team. It was the Cardinals, so I was like, "All right, cool." So I went. Um, I'm in the field, playing second base, which is where I played most of my career. 
and they hit the ball to me, and I went, oh, shit, I don't know how to throw. So I hit pause, and I looked in the book, and it said that the, the uh, B button was the first base. I hit the B button, the motherfucker threw up the third. Yeah. And I'm like, what? So I pause it, open the book again, and I swear on my mother's grave, I swear on JSK's grave, it says, to throw to first base, use the B button. But in the game, it's the X button. So whoever printed the books... <laughs> Is uh, dyslexic or retarded? Or both, maybe. I don't know. Or blind. Because it's obviously not the B button. C.J. Bowman is on the show. He's part of the Toledo Mud Hens. I'm part of the... Who is it? Uh, I'm part of the Aeron's. That's the only thing I know. Cleveland. I, uh, I played uh, in one park in Double A. There's, you know, seven teams share the same uh, parks. Yeah. There's one minor league park that's made to look a lot like Boston's Green Monster. That's and pretty cool. I, I can't hit in that fucking park to save my life. I could have, I could be nine for ten with nine home runs and a double going in. And a three-game series in that fucking stadium, I'll be 0 for 15. I don't know what it is about that field, but I can't buy a hit. But I'm I'm playing as a pitcher. I mean, I was it's the first time I ever played. I wanted to uh, play as a pitcher. Um, I haven't even got the chance to bat yet, so I'm not happy about that. Um, the batting controls. Let's talk about those while you bring it up. Okay. Um. Like Sean said, there is no, with the show, you could always go and change to classic and, you know, plus the new way, and then there's classic, and then there's the new way. With 2K10, you get one set of controls, one option, that's it. And it took me forever to learn. That's why I was like 0 for 15 when they called me up. But you have to use the right trigger. You pull back on the right trigger to pull your bat back. And then as the pitch comes in, you push the trigger forward to swing a full swing. Yeah. Um, to just swing to make contact, like a defensive swing. <laughs> they just showed Jimmy Fallon busting his ass in slow motion. He's literally got his hand wrapped. He shattered so many shit and his hand is all wrapped up. Um, but... To swing defensively, you just switch the, the trigger or the, the, the right stick to the right, and he does this little defensive loopy swing. And then just to, to hit for contact, you just you don't pull back. You just push forward. Yeah. Um, that took me forever to get used to. I was swinging way out. I was swinging completely around. Before a 90-mile-an-hour fastball would cross the plate. And and the really cool part about uh, 2K10 was it showed you like how early you were, how late you yeah. were. Yeah. There's a little window that opens up that uh, will show you your swing meter. Yeah, that 
that was that was the cool part to that. I, I definitely have to say, but the uh, the hitting definitely caught me off guard with uh, push forward, push back, uh, push forward real fast, to swing, whatever. I'm like, what? I I don't understand, but okay. If if Sean and I were doing this show a week ago, I would probably have given 2K10 a failing grade. But now that I've done like I tell you people to do with wrestling storylines, give it some time, give it some time. I know it's stupid that Abyss is wearing Hulk Hogan's ring, but let's give it some time. No, it's stupid. It sucks. I now love this baseball game. And like I said, other than the base running, which I'm sure I will get eventually a little better, and I, I wouldn't fail a baseball game on base running because they all suck. They have always sucked. Why can't you just use one of the triggers and, you know, the up direction to steal? You're not even using your, 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 your uh, you know, little D-pad. Why not use that to steal? Yeah. Just push towards the base you want to go to and take off. I miss how it used to be where you touch the uh the shoulder button and then you uh and you press it over how many times and then the pressure of you if if you if you hold down real hard, you steal the base. Yeah. I miss that. Yeah, that was alright too. But I'm telling you right now, I have not played uh MLB the show ten, but I have played them all up to that one. And unless they've done some drastic changing I'm going to say for your money, and my bet would be to go at 2K10. Well, I, for me, like I said, I don't play many baseball games, so I'd definitely say give them a rent, give them a try, see what you think. Yeah, give them a rent, see what you, you know. Everybody's different. You may like one more than the other, so who knows. Yeah. But uh, for my money, I'm a big fan of 2K10. The dog puts his stamp of approval on it, so... Make sure you check it out. Sean, what else we got tonight? Uh, we have Bad Company 2 review, which I'm very happy to uh, deliver as soon as I pause this game. I uh, I opened up for a group called Bad Company. They sang uh, the song Bad Company and Feel Like Making Love. and Oh, this is something different. It's all my heart. No bad, bad Company, the video game. Okay. Yes, Bad Company the video game, since I have no clue who the heck Bad Company the singers are. A little before your time, my friend. Only 24. I just turned 24. You've, you've heard their music before, I'm sure. Um, Feel like making love. Yeah, I've heard the music before. Their lead singer is a complete fucking bag of douche. Yeah, I've probably heard the music before. Um, Before I get into that, I need to... Explain because I was going to do a mag review um, along with a bad company review. I need to explain why I'm not doing a mag review because this has actually ended up being my new favorite story. Um, Hollywood Video is the only place that has Mac or had Mac. I went to go pick it up, um, and when I got there, they said they hadn't get a copy in that it was supposed to be returned that day. I was like, okay. Um, I go back later on after work. It was about uh, six hours later. They said, yeah, we got it in, 
but we can't check it out to you. I'm like, why not? I really want to play it. And they're like, um, well, the guy returned it, and there was a note inside of it. I was like, okay, well, what's, what's the note say? I'm curious. Um, it says, I took care of this piece of shit for you. And she turned over the disc. The disc had been scratched with a key, and it was completely destroyed. Oh, my God. Um, he, he destroyed the disc completely, and I was just like, oh, man, are you serious? That's, that's hilarious. And she was like, yeah, we're actually sending this up to corporate to figure out who we're going to charge him with vandalism. So I'm in the same process of laughing really hard and trying not to cry (laughs) in Hollywood video. I'm also going through my mind, oh, crap, I don't don't have a copy of Mag. I can't do a review. So we're going to stick with Crowley's review of Mag two weeks ago when I slept, I think. I don't remember what happened. And uh, possibly in the future, I'll pick it up and I'll just give you all a rating on it. Um, that was just great. What we do have is, um, I keep wanting to say Battlefield, but Bad Company 2. Um, it is Battlefield. This is Battlefield? It's okay. Battlefield. Um, it's the, it's the, the, t- the title name Battlefield with the subtitle Bad Company 2. Okay. Um, I'm gonna say it's a, it's another first person shooter, right? Yes. See, I, I until this recent Call of Duty, I haven't been able to play those, so I, I don't know. Um, I'm calling it now. Bad Company Two may be the Call of Duty killer for the moment. Really? Yeah, I have. Um, I haven't played Call of Duty for a while. Um, it's. It's really awesome. Bad Company Two. I got got to play the multiplayer beta. On uh, 360, which was fun. Um, Bad Company One. Uh, if you played Bad Company One, you got to meet the crew. You got to see. It was fun. It was. It was really. It was a lot of comedy added into the action of the story. Well, Bad Company Two still adds the action, but there is a lot of stuff that you're sitting there like, did they really just do that? Like they're. Um, they're still going through. They're trying to get all this, all this, uh, this thing. Trying to get off. Um, uh, in the first game, the uh, the sergeant's trying to retire. Well, he he almost gets to retire, and then in the second game, he was like, "I'm one day from retirement," and they pull his retirement away, and he has to go work again. But and it's just funny. Um, it's also a very sad story. I'll say it because Haggard is the guy who. Straight up, Trey, you remind me of Haggard. Oh, is that right? Yeah, um, Haggard is like the the roughneck, the the really southern boy who uh, who likes NASCAR, Dallas cheerleader, Dallas Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders, and all that. Sounds all right with me. And you remind me of him. And the only time I have I ever felt really sorry for Haggard was in this game. I I felt like crying at one point because of that. Well, what happens to my boy? Um. He becomes friends. Well, I can't. I can't spoil it. I'm sorry. If if, if you want to know, you got to go play the game because it's right. one point. Because it actually has my favorite line in the entire game, which is "Thanks for the smokes, brother." That's my favorite line, and then everything goes to hell in the game. That's so, it. is it one of those games like? And I ask you this because I don't know. I'm. A, I, I. I am. I am. Well, I'm an outsider more than one way, but uh, with this is concerned, 
I can remember sitting down with um, one game stands out in my mind, and it was such a good game that my girlfriend would sit down next to me and watch and would not let me play unless she was around because she was in so involved in the storyline. And that was um, um, Metal Gear Solid 3, I, which was the prequel. Yeah. Um, she got so wrapped up in that storyline, bitch wouldn't let me play unless she was sitting there at the house with me. <laughs> but I was into the storyline myself. And is this one of those where you get caught up in the storyline as well as the video game itself? Yeah, um, I'm really caught up in the storyline. I actually, uh, I was supposed to send this back to Gamefly so I could get uh, God of War next week. Oh, yeah. And uh, Final Fantasy, I got to send back Heavy Rain to get Final Fantasy for this week. But I'm I'm so into the storyline for Bad Company, I haven't sent it back yet. And I'm not going to send it back until I finish be- beating the game. Because it is one of those games that I have just, I have pushed everything to the side and stop playing everything else just so I can play this. And I figured I needed to take a break from it so I went and picked up MLB The Show. Well, I still, I'm still still going back and playing the multiplayer every day <laughs> because multiplayer is just as fun, but I don't want to continue playing the storyline because I want to take, my, take a little break from it to relax myself before I actually go back and play because storyline does get you get really involved in the storyline it's it's one of those games where you will thoroughly enjoy what you're playing but you'll also be staring at it like you're watching a movie that's what I like that is what I like to play um it's it's deep down everybody's going to call it a Call of Duty cookie cutter but it's not it's Battlefield to its core, but the the storyline is definitely a movie script waiting to be made. Well, here's my deal, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. With Call of Duty, I played all the way up on on single player. I say all the way up. I played up until the airport terminal where you go in and you're disguised as somebody and you shoot all these motherfuckers. As soon as the elevator door opens, you just wipe these motherfuckers out. Yeah, the, the citizens, the, uh, the the controversial level, yeah. All right, yeah, I played up to that level. And that was when I started playing online. Once I started playing online, I never went back to the single player. Trey, you have to go finish single player because single player ended up being one of the more greater experiences of the t- of, of my my 360 period really? at that time. Yes. Um, now I was watching. The reason I say that is I was watching on Justin TV. I was watching somebody play Battlefield Two online with this multiplayer, and I thought, "Wow, that kind of looks dumb." I don't know. I didn't. I, I didn't like it as much. Um. Some people will say they don't like it. I mean, some people will. I mean, if, if you don't give it a chance, that's the way I look at it is if you don't give it a chance, you don't know what it's really like. So the, the, the long and the short of this is... Play it. I need to go back and play my Call of Duty <laughs> campaign. Yes, you do. 
Finish that. My next question is, when I'm playing online, I see these guys running around in the ghillie suit. Yeah. Where do you get that on Call of Duty? Uh, you just be a sniper. Well, see, I've been a sniper, and I'm still wearing normal clothes. Um, certain levels, you'll, um, you'll have the ghillie suit, and once you've played enough, once you've leveled up enough, you'll unlock different ghillie suits. Okay. Because I, um, I think I was, I, to be honest, I haven't played Call of Duty in so long, so. I'm a, I'm a captain. I'm, I'm ranked decently up there. I'm a captain, but. Hmm. I don't know. I, I, I've always had the ghillie suit. I've always had it, so. I'm not entirely sure. Well, everybody is in agreement with you. I need to play the, the Modern Warfare 2 storyline. <laughs> you do, man, because straight up, it is it is definitely a movie. It is it is a movie. A lot of people have said it. It's more like a movie than it is a video game. Well, you guys, you guys probably remember um, when I was on that other network and I'd first gotten Call of Duty, I was blown away blown away by the the level where you're out in the out in the cold and you gotta jump to make the ledge and if you miss the guy grabs your arm and pulls you up. The first level, yeah. And then you're in the snowmobiles. The snowmobiles kick fucking ass. Yeah they did. And that jump at the end, oh my God, that was fucking breathtaking. I mean I literally had goosebumps and my breath was like you know, when you go to jump that snowmobile, and that doesn't happen in video games often, and that, that's, that, those are moments that I like. Um, if you get a chance, the, uh, the Spec Ops, have you played Spec Ops yet? I haven't even turned it on. Um, Spec Ops, you actually get to do, do that, do the, um, the snowmobile chase, but it's a race against time in it. Uh-uh. You get to, uh, you, you get to race again, you get to shoot people, and, uh, you see how fast you can get to, um, Get to um, get to the end. Uh, C.J. Bowman, um, right quick before uh, before I continue on with Bad Company Two, uh, there is a GoldenEye Source beta out right now using the um, using the Half-Life Two engine. If you get a chance, go play it. And wow. Josh Pedrick caught me on it. Um, yeah, there's a Half-Life Two beta. Uh, go to FilePlanet.com and you can pick it up. Uh, it's free of charge, it, but I haven't been able to get into it myself. Um, for some reason, my Steam account will not uh, will not allow me. So hopefully, I can get that figured out so I can go play some uh, Goldeneye. I remember but, uh, I remember playing that game, dude. That was the game to end all games, straight up. And it was a so, shooter. I remember that. <laughs> I just can't play those shooter games. They make me sick to my stomach. That sucks. Yeah, I'm a weird motherfucker. But uh, back to Battlefield. Um, Bad Company 2. This we got off on Modern Warfare 2. Um, multiplayer. If you get a chance, play the multiplayer. Pick up the game and play it, period. The game is fun. Multiplayer is awesome. There's three. Right now, there's three different modes. There's Conquest. There's Rush. And there's a mode called Squad Deathmatch. Um, Conquest is uh, capture the flag, but instead of you taking the flag back to your base, the flag becomes a base. 
you uh, you stand there and you catch, capture a flag for your team. And as you after you're captured, you can spawn at that flag, or you can spawn on your squad mates who are running around the map. Um, the game ends when the other team has ran out of um, of respawn points. Um, it's definitely a different game. Uh, it requires a lot of tactical maneuvering, so it's it's definitely worth that. That that mode is definitely worth uh, a tryout. Uh, the next mode is Rush, which you have to do, which there's two teams. There's an attacker team and a defender team. The attackers have to go to the first base and destroy uh, two satellite systems. And once they destroy that, they move to a second base, which they have to go through and destroy that. And they keep going up until they've destroyed the last base, where you'll see a little cutscene where they it's either if you're the attacker. Uh, Something will be destroyed. If you're the defender, you'll see uh, you'll see something get destroyed from the attacker side. Um, it's 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 pretty fun. Uh, the rush I've been playing the most of because I like defending. I like sitting there with a sniper rifle and waiting for guys to run up and then to shoot them, get the reload in, shoot them again. It's 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 a lot of fun. Um, squad deathmatch I haven't played because nobody is really playing that. Okay. So. So, um, give me a, out of five stars, five being the best. Four. Four stars. Four stars, all right. Well, I'll have to definitely um, check that out. It's, it's definitely a game you want to try out and play. When I get to my new location, I've decided after living in Woodward, Oklahoma, where there's one video game store and they don't carry shit, that I'm going to have to go with a Gamefly account. Yeah, Gamefly is worth it, brother. I got Gamefly. I'm going to have to do that again. I've had one before, so I'm going to have to do that again. Open a new one up. It's. I'm, I'm actually going to probably upgrade very soon to a uh, three-game checkout period because I, I keep my games, and I enjoy them. Cool, cool. Anything else you want to add tonight, Sean, before we take a break? Um, uh, two weeks. No, wait. Next week is okay. Next week is release of God of War three. Mm, yeah, I won't be doing a review of that next week. I'll just be doing news next week. But the week after, we will have a full review of God of War three, and I will very hopefully have beaten the game by then. Um, Trey, since you're since you still play Call of Duty a little bit, um, Call of Duty has a new map pack coming out on March 30th. Sweet. It's supposed to be four maps, I think. Um, let me see if Crowley added that in. Um, no, he did. But uh, it's supposed to be like four or five maps. Um, it'll be coming out March 30th. Should be fun. And there should be a second uh, map pack coming out. I'm hoping they make the maps bigger. Um, two of the maps are actually the same from Modern Warfare 1. Oh, really? Um, it's going to be Crash and Overgrown. Huh. And those two, both of those maps were uh, my favorites, to be honest. Sweet. I just, uh, I just like to see them make them a little bigger, you know. Yeah. I mean, I, I want to I see more open, urban terrain is what I want. Open, but urban. Right. I want to be able to snipe. I want to be able to get to locations and snipe down to people. But I also want to be able to see the lay of the land. Yeah. 
All right. Well, Sean, we appreciate it, buddy. And JJ will be back at the controls next week, and you guys can get back to doing your thing. Well, I'm hoping you'll let me stay on so we can uh, take phone calls together. Yeah, we can do that. Uh, is it cool if we take a break first? That, go ahead, brother. I'll, I'm more than happy to take a break. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back and tell you something that I have recently become addicted to that I was going to talk to you guys about as a, as a guest on this show tonight anyway. A um, little surprise I hadn't told anybody about. But uh, at least I don't think I have mentioned it yet. Um, we're going to do that coming back on the other side of the break. We'll take a short break and uh, be right back with more Unplugged right here on SundayNightShowdown.com, the network that's not a network. So stick around.
Oh, good stuff right there. That's a little Stone Temple Pilots for you. Welcome back to Unplugged. Takes me back to my uh, days when I was a bad kid. We'll just leave it at that. <laughs> All right, welcome to the show. I am the trade-off filling in for JJ Sex. Hey, Sean is still on the line with us. We're going to take some phone calls. Um, but I want to tell you about something that I've become ridiculously, and I mean ridiculously, I can't think of another word for this, ridiculously addicted to. And I'll tell you the address. Um, I'm going to go to it right now myself and see what it, see what it says. Hey, Mike, turn your headphones down or turn your speakers down. www.maninbox.co.uk that is the that is the website. This old boy here has seven days left. Seven days, four hours, eleven minutes, and fifty seconds left in this steel box that is not big enough for him to stand up in. It's barely long enough for him to lay down flat. And every day, with his food and water, the people on the outside of the box are giving him clues as to where the box is located. It's in the UK. It's in London, somewhere from his past, somewhere that he's been. He has no idea. And the lights go on and off in 12-hour increments. So at 6 p.m. my time, the lights go out. At 6 a.m. my time, the lights come back on. And he's got a keyboard where he can send twits and, and Facebook messages, but he can't read them. Um, he's also got... Two bowls, one to piss in, one to shit in. He's got magic markers and paper so he can write clues to people that are watching on the webcam. Now, when I first started watching this, he was very active inside the box. He would sing, he would play cards. Um, there's another little camera window that pops up when he's awake. So you can see what he's looking at when he's laying on his bed playing solitaire or dominoes or whatever he's doing. This morning, this crazy fucker woke up and put the word I'm ill on his forehead and started painting on his face like war paint. Then he laid back down, woke up 30 minutes later, and was carrying on a conversation with somebody that was not in the room. And then started calling his dog as if the dog were trying to jump up on the bed. I believe he's starting to lose his mind. He's been in there since February 15th at midnight. The deal is, with the clues that they give out, if you find him... You win $30,000, and he has the money right there in the box with him to give you the minute the door opens. And he's given some just weird, random clues. But he is obsessed with the fact now he believes that he is on some old World War II museum site. The reason is, 
because he believes that he's been told at least he's somewhere from his past. Well, he is a big World War II junkie. Like, he studies it. That's what he loves is World War II. Well, they put a picture that his daughter had drawn in with his food on Friday or Saturday, and it was a picture that he had seen before. Only this time, in somebody else's handwriting, there was a number 45. Well, World War II ended in 1945. So he believes that he is on a World War II site somewhere in the UK. The guy's name is Tim Shaw. He's a celebrity of some kind over there. But he has locked himself in this box and still has seven days, four hours, eight minutes, and four seconds. And now, since I've begun watching this, he sleeps more and more and more. Which blows me away, because he'll sleep while the lights are on, and then sleep while the lights are off. And he has no control over those lights. So once they go off, they go off. He does, however, have a safe word that he can use. If he calls out the same safe word three times, they'll let him out. But he's doing this for charity, for uh, Hope for Heroes. So just something interesting over the next seven days. When you're sitting at your computer, give it a look. See if you get addicted like I do to where you're checking it like three or four times a day. Like a real reality show. So with that being said, we'll take some phone calls. Mad Mike, the champ, is here. What's up, buddy? The champ has arrived. All right, Sean, where are you? I'm right here. I'm actually looking up over to... Uh Museums in London right now, so I can help Crowley win $30,000. <laughs> Crowley with $30,000 would be a dangerous precedent, my friend. He actually would he actually would have got a plane and come over to the States, and then we'd all be in some serious, serious deep shit. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. We don't need, we don't need Crowley in the States, man. Crowley is dangerous enough where he is. We don't need him over here. I think that if Curly were to open those doors, even though he's been there for almost 30 days, he'd kick him out and shut them on the better back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. oh, my God in heaven. Uh, where the fuck is Don Juan? Boy, where are you, you son of a bitch? You're still here? Oh, man. Well, look, bottom line here is, um, Sean, I want to know something. The better yeah, review you had uh, took about, what, uh, 30 minutes or three hours? Oops, sorry, didn't mean to be an ass. Why don't you stand? What can I tell you? Um, well, the fact, I, hey, Mike, the fact that I sat here for about 45 minutes waiting for the show to start, I kind of had plenty of time to write down stuff while I was sitting here. Hey, that wasn't my fault, man. You know that. Well, I'll be somewhere in that neighborhood. What can I tell you? Um, I didn't see NXT, unfortunately. The job uh, has bitten me in the ass a couple of times tonight, so I didn't see NXT. I wish I could have. I said my pieces about, uh, shut up, Bowman. Shut up, Bowman. I said my pieces about, uh, TNA and Dan, WNL, excuse me. WWE last night on WNL. Um, my show this weekend is going to be very interesting when I basically get my uh, proverbial ass handed to me. 
Um, I'm not going to say anything more than that. Um, you're going to have to just wait and see what happens because I am going to get... You're still... Who the fuck is Internet Dave? Internet Dave is still here. Who the fuck is Internet Dave? Nobody knows. Nobody's known for the longest time. <laughs> that guy that was really panting earlier and had to take his pants off. If anybody could be as uh, insane as that guy was during that particular point in time, maybe uh, maybe Mike needs to go to somebody else. But hey, what the hell? Um, I, I didn't come prepared, and that's my own fucking fault. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Go ahead, shoot. After after you and I last night um, chugged the cock and balls of TNA and thought how great it was. What do you think of the 1.0 rating? I'm not surprised because, to be honest with you, not many people are watching wrestling to begin with, number one. Number two, Raw is established while TNA is still trying to get their asses in the door. Um, number three, you have WWE guys screaming on Twitter as to how stupid TNA is. Can Chris Jericho please shut the fuck up? Oh, I haven't okay. been over there today. What do you say? Jericho was bitching about how Van Damme's segment and how he got, uh, how he got bitch slapped, uh, last night by Sting. How that was such a, uh, stupid way to get debuted. I personally thought it was beautiful. Yeah. Because it was, it was set up a hell of a nice rivalry with, uh, with Van Damme and Sting, and I got no problem with it whatsoever. And I think it, I thought it was a hell of a nice, uh, change of pace for a debut, especially considering the fact that we're all used to seeing when I was debuting, uh, win everything under the sun and make it sound, make it look like the guy is, uh, better than the second, uh, second slice, slice, slice bread. Right. Yeah, this is what he said, point blank. The beatdown of RBD 20 seconds into his debut in TNA was mind boggling. I don't say, I don't understand how so many talented beat, uh, people can be so clueless. Um, give me a favor, Jericho. Take your fucking size, whatever boot it is, and shove it up your fucking yap, and and sh- and and shut your fucking mouth. Okay, you got the fucking world title. Leave us the fuck alone. I'll agree with that. Okay, because quite frankly, nobody wants to hear you convetch about something you have no control over. I have a I have a real sneaky suspicion that if Van Dam had a problem with the segment last night, you would have never agreed to do it. So. We'll just wait and see where the chips are, where the chips fall. I mean, I'm as impatient as the next guy, but I think I'm taking the same uh, philosophy you have, but I'm going to wait to see where this, uh, where this clusterfuck goes, and hopefully it goes somewhat positive. Who all knows? We can hope. We can hope. Yeah, well, one way or the other, it's definitely going to be something to listen to and uh, something to keep an eye on. And at least keep guys like you and me and... Uh, that knucklehead in North Kakaraki busy for the next uh, couple of years, I'll tell you that much. Yep. Um, all right. One last thing, and this is just the bottom line thing. Hey, who wants some? You want a piece of the chip? Come bring it, boys. You want a piece of the chip? Holy Bowen? Dave? Whatever the hell it is? You want some? Come get some. And Sean? Anytime, any place, brother. I'm waiting to after WrestleMania. I'm going to uh, I'm going to I'm going to debut my new my new guy and then uh at Wrestle after WrestleMania everybody's going down. <laughs> yeah. 
Come get some, boy. I'll give you some. I'll give you something. To, I'll give you something to wish for. You two, you two, you two should actually talk off air. Because Sean's got some plans in place that he wants to share, but we're not going to do it yet. I already have. Oh, have you already talked to Mike? I, I've already talked to Mike. I've um, I talked to a few people, and uh, very soon after WrestleMania. Those players. Yeah, I get that business. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I might get involved. I'll see what the trip's for. I might get involved. Right now, I've got a couple things lined up with the Rewind that I'm going to be expanding my, uh, the virus that is the King of All of Italy. So I'm not sure how much I'm going to get involved in Sean's little uh, madcap plot. But... <laughs> my, my little escapade. Your little madcap plot, you know, your little madcap mystery novel. Hey, you never know. I might turn around and uh, start start uh, lobbing some bombs into some uh, various unknown locations. But hey, what the heck? All right, man. Take care. We'll talk to you later, champ. I think that's my cue to exit. So you want some? Come get some. I don't want some. I want it all. I want the title. Oh. When I come with it, I come with the thunder. He's just glad that I'm looking at the tag team division because if I, he gets my attention and I start going after that belt, it'll be around my waist. All right, welcome to uh, Unplugged. Who the hell is this? I'm surprised you have been over there and tried already. Oh, really? That doesn't have me publicizing it very well. No, it's good. No, it's not terrible. I didn't even London is literally an hour train top of me. Well, there you go. Listen to the Wrestling News Live podcast on your way over there, and you got something to keep you company. Yeah, but I want to talk about, as you know, Kenny got one for you on Monday. Right. Now, I want to talk about, oh my God, the feeling. Not really. Think back to when WCW first went head to head with WWF. They got a lower point eight. So they're only building. They set this off than they did. Right. And think about what those guys did when they got into full um, speed. So I think we're going to see relax too and just roll to TV to actually go to stay home with my eyes. Oh, I agree. And, and, and Mike said it too. He said, you know, there's not a lot of wrestling fans out there, and you're trying to split atoms with the few that are out there, and, you know, you're, you're only going to. It's going to take time. I mean, Spike is at least a wrestling network. They're known for having wrestling. Um, they're in the right place. They're on the right network to compete. It's just going to take time. I just hope that they don't freak out and change everything overnight and go, oh, we failed that. Well, we got to start over and do something else. No, just let it build. Give it some time. Let the fire build before you start roasting the marshmallows, all right? Just give it time. You've heard the rumors, right, about the name change, apparently? Yeah, but I've always been for that, because I've always hated telling somebody I'm a TNA fan, and they go, what's the fuck, tits and ass, <laughs> pervert, <laughs> no, motherfucker. Yeah, I always yeah. just say, I'm a, I'm a non-stop action fan, that's what I say. I'm like, total non-stop action, it's where it is, it's where it's at. But apparently this guy's quite, quite loyal to the name TNA, saying that it's got a bigger fan base, and... Ch- change the name would just confuse the fans. And she may be right at this point. Yeah, yeah like if someone like, 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 like a random name, you you like what the hell happened to TNA and what's this brand new show on Monday night? At least by keep keeping the name, um, you actually keep your current fans and actually keep a pretty well-known well, well name. 
I'd have to agree with her, I think, on that one. I, you know. That was it. I was about to jump on and tell you that I'm about to go to London in the next two hours. So I'll jump off and get 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 on the next train. All right, man. You know, there's a percentage that you got to send my way for telling you about it. Yeah, me trying to help you out. I'll come over there and we'll have one giant piss up. <laughs> Whatever that means, we'll have it. Get drunk. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I'll speak to you later, everyone. All right, buddy. Peace. All right, bro. All right, those lines are open. We got another call. Let's go to the lines. Welcome to Unplugged. Who the hell is this? Yo, what's going on, man? CJ Bowman, that's tired, CJ Bowman. Don't say that. We gotta stop meeting like this. Exactly, it's kind of awkward, man. No. This lady. Take the walk out now. In all honesty, in all honesty, you know, I don't want to talk about TNA. I spent a good two hours. Let's see. It was myself, Cray, One Man X, Don Juan, Mike Siciliano, and Matt from, from WTR talking about this for the past for like the two hours. I am done. Well, and, and I was going to come on with you guys, but as soon as I found out that I was hosting this show, it was about, there was about three minutes in between that that I found out you guys were ready for me to come on. I was like, well, I kind of got to get my shit together for this, so. I mean, I understand that. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not mad. You got to listen. You know, you got to do something. You got to do something, you know? My tag team partner was in need, so I had to step up. Exactly. Tag in, you know? Like, hot tag. Yeah, I had to take the hot tag tonight, so. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. It's funny, like, it's, it came out pretty well. I mean, the contrasting thing, the contrasting views of everybody actually made it pretty interesting. Cool, cool. I'm glad it worked out. You can't have a radio show unless some good debate goes on. Especially when Mike came on, it was like pretty funny. Yeah, I really don't like shows where people agree with each other all the time. Yeah, there's too many of those going around. So. Yeah, no, nah, I don't like that. I think it. Yeah, Sean hits me up in the morning. Like I'm in class, like I'm bored in class. I'm on my computer. Sean hits me up on Facebook in the morning, and we start. Oh, sh- sh- Hey, listen, I'm not going to propose any details, but something funny is going to happen. Uh, well, CJ, I have actually um, decided that after WrestleMania, after you have done your your piece, yeah. I'm going to start it up. I'm going to start it up, and we are going to drop bombs. We are going to drop. We're we're going to sink it. I would like to say at this time, I don't know what the hell they're talking about, and I have nothing to do with anything. <laughs> because apparently, apparently, I have this unbelievable power of hosting a three-hour fucking radio show, and whilst hosting that three-hour show and taking phone calls, and you know, doing interviewing guests and, and talking to you know Chris Cash and and all that, while the whole thing is going on, I have this unbelievable power of fucking with other people's shows. And I don't know how that happened. That's a new one on me. I know I'm a mystical takeover, Rick. I know I'm I know I'm a talented son of a bitch, but come on, I I do have my limitations. <laughs> Listen, like you know, like this whole thing, you know, this whole thing that I'm not gonna diverge into because we don't need to diverge into any of this. It's gonna be pretty interesting, especially since me and I talked to Cole about something too. But me and Sean were talking about something concerning my little neck of the woods, my show. Right. We were really yeah. of hours. Which I'm all for. So, I mean, whenever you guys are ready to uh, bring the show over to the network, just let the dog know. Yeah, it's good. Like, 
Sean. So, actually, and Corey is going to be more than likely me, you, and Sean. So. Oh, yes. Yeah, it's going to be the same. I think it's going to be the same. It's going to show like, two, like an hour and a half after Snowfall. Well, you, you know, a show called The Two Stooges would have never worked, so. Exactly. Well, so it, can't, it can't be called The Three Musketeers because there's going to be a lot of sword play. Three Musketeers Radio. That's right. All right, CJ, you got anything else, man? Oh, let's see, let's see, let's see. Anything else, anything else. I'm trying to remember right now. Um, oh, yeah. I was reading the spoilers to TNA. Uh, I don't want to Prank caller, prank caller. Moment. I'm not going to say anything because I read the spoilers and I laughed my ass off at one particular thing, but I'm not going to divulge. Out of respect for everybody. All right. Well, we'll we'll see it on Monday, and then we'll laugh together on Wrestling News Live. Yeah, pretty much. You 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 you'll have a real kick out of it. I'm just saying. So I'm gonna get off. I'm gonna edit my show and um go to bed. All right, man. Well, we'll see you uh, when we see you. All right, man. Later. All right. That's CJ Pullman calling in. He drops off the line, which means we can add somebody else. Welcome to the show. Who's this? It's going, man. It's going. What's up? Yeah, let's just uh, call in and see how it ends. You know, just finish the paper here now for college, so. Where do you go to school? Uh, I'm here in Ireland. This is uh, Dyer O'Connor, so. Uh, oh, okay. I was like, what? Who in the heck is this? He sounds Irish. It's uh, It's Seamus. It's Seamus. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so this is just a normal road, actually, from, like, 20 minutes from the house. When you went to Carter, like, we were, like, just, like, from where you live, so we're like, yeah, I say this. Now, I don't know where exactly, I don't know where exactly this took place in Ireland, uh, but my boy Dirks Bentley, the country singer, went over to Ireland and put on a, a show for the folks and said that it was one of the best times he's ever had touring, period. Yeah, there is a mod card here, and people come, like, over to Ireland, you know, even when the best time is over there, and T&A, where over here is there, like, the crowd is, like, unreal, so, you know, anyone comes over here, you know, always have a good time. Your, so, your accent isn't as thick as some of the other Irish folk that have called into the show. There's different types of accents, though, from all over the place. Like, I know when Evan O'Brien's on, he has a different accent for me. Evan O'Brien! <laughs> your accent is definitely better than Crowley's, I know that much. Cheers, cheers. The whole British We're not sure exactly what Grilly is just yet, but. <laughs> we just know that he's out there. Yeah. Somewhere. I just want to say, Trey, um, it's so cool having a different show now on, uh, you know, Monday Night again, because I listened to another show today on the Monday Network, and it was just ridiculous. It was just constantly TNA bashing, and actually, it's refreshing to have somebody. Who actually looks at it objectively? Because I didn't watch that show last night, and he's like, "Oh my God, it's so bad, it's finished yet." Now I was watching it, like, "What show are you watching?" I thought it was fantastic. I didn't I I get to catch show live last night because I'm not tired about the work, but uh, right. I was doing the copy archive, so oh, well, I have a pick. Uh, I appreciate that, and, and the thing about it is, is that I can do that. I mean, I, I can come on here and I can bash everything that's on TV, but if that's the case, then I don't want to be here. I, 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 I would rather, if it's something that I could help fix, I, I would love to give my opinion on where I think they should go with things. And that's always kind of the ASK thing that was handed down to me was, man, if it's broke, don't piss on it, try to fix it. 
Oh, definitely. Yeah. Like, there's been a lot of stuff that actually criticised here in the past about, but now they're on the right course, and you know they're actually starting to do stuff pretty, pretty good. And you know, getting rid of the, you know, the whole randomness and crazy gimmicks now. Now it's just a consistent product, and it's gotten better and better as time progresses. You know. And I would say, I would say, throw that rating out. Throw that rating out. Don't let that bother you guys. If you're fans of the show, don't let that 1.0 rating bother you. That wasn't your fault. You watched. You did your part. Um, my thing is with watching that show last night, I thought it was just very well structured. I mean, it had a great open. It had a great... There was no point in that show where I went, God, I can't believe I've been sitting here this long. As a matter of fact, there was a moment at like 9.45 where I looked at the clock and went, holy shit, i got to start getting ready for Wrestling News Live. <laughs> you know, I mean, I was I was that wrapped into what I was watching, and and and, and a lot and a lot has to do with the fact that I was able to flip back and forth. But I mean, I spent for every minute I spent watching Raw, I spent four watching TNA. Yeah, I was actually in the same boat. Now, fortunately, over here we don't get um, TNA live, so we have to kind of go online to find stream. But uh, I had you know Raw on, t- on my TV, and I was you know watching on the computer and. I just, I looked up, watched Raw, and I was like, okay, this is awful. I'm going to skip that back and watch TNA, because, you know, <laughs> the fans have watched that, though. Well, man, you know what? I appreciate you calling in. I wish you could call in more on Wrestling News Live if you get the chance. Oh, yeah, it's, like, it's just, uh, you know, my time to for college is crazy. Right. Uh, I'll call in more when I can. We're all in a little bit of late time, so I know it's not everybody's cup of tea. That's why we're, uh, we're, we're believe it or not, you know, even when we've had, Listeners in the in the two and three hundreds live, we still we dwarf that with our archives. Uh, I always catch on that too. So if I can't catch live, I always do. So catch on that. Do me a favor and help spread the word to my people over there in Ireland because I'm really really Irish. Matter of fact, I've got uh, the Lucky Charms tattoo as an armband. So awesome, awesome. Catch you on the okay? Anytime, brother. Feel free to call anytime. Cool. All right. A uh, call drops off, and not only does a call drop off, ladies and gentlemen, from Ireland, but a celebrity caller calls in. Caller, who's this? Welcome to the show. Hello? Uh, he left. I guess he left. Well, maybe he'll call back in. There he uh, is. Before, you, before you take one, I want to say this. WNL last night was awesome, and I am... Very happy, and I'm very excited to have it on this network. I am thoroughly enjoying it, and Trey, thank you for coming over. Well, thanks, man. I appreciate that. Um, I I got to be honest with you. I I I look back. This would be a perfect color to have on the line for this as well. Um, I look back over the history of that show, Wrestling News Live. And I thank it and the listeners for everything that I've ever, you know, accomplished in my personal life I owe to that show. And I guess I've never forgotten that. And I feel so bad. I really do. JJ and I had this conversation today. I feel really bad for the diehard Wrestling News Live listeners that have yet to come back when we went to a pay-per-listen feed. Um... In a way, I thought that was the right move. I thought that was, I thought that was the right move at the time. 
and I thought that we needed to be paid. And I kick myself in the nuts a little every day now that it's over with, and I wonder what JSK would have said. Well, you know. Trey, I, I, I don't know JSK myself, but I will say this. Don't do that because straight up, everybody goes through that period in their life where they need the money. And straight up, I thoroughly enjoyed what happened over there until you had to leave for work. When you left for your work, that's when things bombed massively. But when you when you came over here to us, when you came to SNS, I I looked at JJ and I was like, dude, we are going to pick up so fast now. We are going to enjoy our time. Yeah, and, and I owe all that to JJ because, like I said, I was going to hang him up. <laughs> I was going to I was going to actually retire this time. So um, I'm glad you didn't, brother. We'll, we'll we'll discuss a little more of that before we end up the show tonight. Um, but I've been teasing this caller that's on the line. Um, like I said, we went from a great call in Ireland to a celebrity caller of the show. Uh, caller, tell them who you are. Welcome to the show. I guess he hung up again. Maybe he's having some Skype problems. Because I keep adding him and he keeps dropping off. Yeah. I'm not sure why. There he is again. Rocky, are you with us? He left. Yeah, he's having a hard time connecting for some reason. That sucks. I don't know what it is. It's not on my end. I keep adding him. We don't have uh, too many people in the... Uh in the group here, do we? Well, I'm going to find that out. Now it's just me and you. And CJ. Is CJ still in there? But, yeah. He's right next to your picture. Okay, I see. There you go. All right. But, um, you know, I, I look back on this show, Wrestling News Live, where it came from, and literally I wish I could take you guys there. I wish we could all jump in a time machine and go back and I could put you in this room and let you watch my reaction to just a radio ad that I heard on Fox Sports Radio. And it was just a plain ad. It was what we call a dry read. And a guy came on and said, hey, have you ever thought about hosting your own internet radio show? And I'm at work by myself. And I answered the radio, and I'm like, yeah, I have, as a matter of fact. <laughs> you know? And he says, well, try out this website, blah, blah, blah. I won't give it out because it's something else now. I'm not sure what it is. But uh, for those of you long, long on the tooth fans, you know what it is. Um, let's see, I'm adding William to contacts. There we go. Um, I wrote down the website, and as soon as I went home that day, I typed it in the computer. And I was like, holy cow. I was just blown away, you know, that we could do that. And talking to a couple of other guys that are in the radio, internet radio business today, they were like, you know, how, how, did, how, did, how did you do this? And how did you get started? And, you know, God, how long have you been doing this? And I, I do kind of feel like a Ric Flair in this business. You know, I've been around forever. 
So the good thing is, though, is that everywhere I go, you crazy sons of bitches show up. So I guess I'm doing the right thing. So. Oh yeah. William, I've given you three amazing intros. <laughs> Well, that's cool. Um, I know that we've got some things coming up to where you'll be able to listen to Wrestling News Live on your iPhone coming up soon. Oh, that's cool. So, uh, uh, yeah, we're going to have a Wrestling News Live iPhone app, and we're going to have some other things that you can do with your phone as well um, coming up in the future. Oh. Well, you know, we pull our pants on one leg at a time, but when I get my pants on, I make gold records. Yeah. So. <laughs> I have announced you as a legendary caller to the show three times now, so. <laughs> you've, you've actually failed me twice or three times now, so this better be a good phone call. <laughs> I have not played either, but I'm sure that, that Sean has. Uh, actually, um, I have reviewed both for the show um, for Unplugged. Uh, if you have a chance to go back and listen to the archives, uh, I believe uh, Bioshock was about uh, the week after uh, we uh, we did the um, the game came out, and then Alien vs Predator was about uh, two weeks ago. Uh, yeah, I've, I've played the games. I, I loved Bioshock too. I will be I'll be buying it. I will be buying it when I get a chance, and I will be buying the third one when it comes out uh, next year. Um, if Hopefully, it is going to be announced this year at E3 that there's going to be a Bioshock 3, and I will cry very, very good tears for that one. Um, Alien vs. Predator, I played it. I didn't enjoy it as much as, as Bioshock 2 does, but um, they're coming out with a, a sequel to it, so somebody must have done something right somewhere. So it was a fun game, but it wasn't as good as it could have been. Well, I like to run Some other companies out there are um, 
cough, cough, Activision. But um, definitely uh, 2K has done a great job throughout the years uh, with Bioshock 1, uh, which was an amazing game, Bioshock 2, which definitely stepped up the levels and did a great thing. And um, hopefully this year, E3, um, come June, June 15th, through June 17th, hopefully at E3, they'll, uh, they'll say, hey, guess what, guys? We're working on the third game, so uh, just stick with us. That's what I'm waiting on. I'm sure they will. Uh, there's, there's rumors going around. There can be some big bombs dropped at this year's E3, uh, especially with uh, all with Microsoft announcing all of the Natal Watch titles. Um, so I'm waiting to hear that myself. We should just go to that, Sean. You and I, we should just go to E3. Well, I don't know if you heard the conversation uh, before you came over to our network. Um, the network that's not a network. Um, apparently, with my new job, I have the possibility of going to next year's. Well, I would think um, I would think that you know, with my media credentials, I could probably pull off a pass. Uh, if you can pull off a industry pass, that would be awesome. Uh, if not, you'd have to pay five hundred dollars for a uh, for a regular pass. <laughs> I don't know if you know this about me, but I don't pay for much when I go see things. Well, I've got I've got a few hookups in California, so um, one of them being the beautiful Major Guns. But um, I digress on that one. Uh, I have we should get rid of them, sir. I got a lot of things I'd like to ask her. Uh, yeah, that's not happening. I ask you no questions as is, so we'll we'll keep that to a minimum. But um. What was I saying? Oh, yeah, but I digress. Um, I've got a few friends around uh, California, San Diego area, and I've also, my, my supervisor has a personal friend who is a, uh, who knows, has, has a lot of connections to people in the, that area of the business. So I may be able to pull off with a, uh, with a, a industry pass. Uh, if I can, then you can definitely believe I will be doing a live show from E3. Oh, hell yeah. We'll put your ass to work for sure. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta find me first, because trust me, I will be lost in heaven while I'm there. Let's go do it this way: if you go to E3 and we don't get exclusive coverage on this website, when you come back, I will find you. <laughs> and I'm not the nicest guy to have knocking on your door about three o'clock in the morning. I'm sure you're not, um, Wilkie. I, I have to be honest with you; I've been a little out of the loop lately. Um, I do have a question for you. Have you played any, uh, and I think this would be up your alley, have you played any, if at all, the uh, Star Trek Online? No, I haven't. Um, I'm not sure if I'm an old but from what I've heard, uh, it's been getting mixed reviews. And uh, the sales for Star Trek Online have not been great. off the air is that we're going to wait. We were going to, I thought about doing the Star Trek thing, but we're waiting for uh, Star, the Star Wars game to come out. 
So tell everybody, are you still doing a show and where they can find you? Yes, I'm actually doing a uh, science fiction podcast, the Elite Force podcast, which uh, came back after a really, really long hiatus uh, at www.elitefirstpodcast.com. Any science fiction fan who likes sci-fi and just um, loves having to listen to me in the past and they're getting on all, all other stuff, go and check out www.elitefirstpodcast.com and yeah, I can't. I lost count. I have to take off my shoes, and uh, we don't. We don't want that. Celebrity caller to an internet wrestling radio when you're asked to present an award at the award show. him on every messenger I had that I knew he was on, and it said he was online, but he wasn't replying back to me, and I'm like, where are you? What's going on? What's going on? So finally, I just said, fuck it. We'll do it live, and I I hijacked the stream and took it over, and then I'll be damned if right when I was about to start going again, he took it back. <laughs> so I thought, well, shit, I guess I'll just wait to figure out what's going on. I don't know. Um to make a comment to Goosey in the chat room. Uh, the reason why they are not letting fans into E3 is because for the past few years it has become extremely packed. If you go back and look, look at the, if you go back and look at the P3 
the number of people, the number of attendees they had at E3, it's basically a quadruple of what it was uh, last year. So they they stopped letting fans in because it was beginning beginning to get too packed in the the areas, but they were also having problems. It was around the time SARS was coming out. It was the time when uh, H1N1 was just coming out. So they were trying to keep people away from that stuff by cutting off the fans and just letting in industry and uh, certain other people. So that's why E3 has been cut off. Uh, also, that's why a lot of people have been going to, to the GDC, which is the Game Developers Conference, which has picked up, I have to say, which has become the second E3, I think, yeah. in, the, um, in the video game industry, which is actually this week. It's either this week or next week. So we'll definitely be getting some some news coming out within the next couple of days of what's going to be at that. Cool. Well, I'm just glad that I know now that I can climb back into the controls and host a show again. Oh, yeah, man. It's been a while since I've had to do that. <laughs> it was fun. <laughs> it was fun. I have to say I enjoyed uh uh, it sucks that JJ's sick, and I hope you get better, brother. I hope to have, have you back next week because yeah. we definitely don't want to have the technical difficulties we had tonight. But yeah, I believe I believe that uh, Mr. Money on the mic will be back in his hosting chair next week. <laughs> but it was definitely uh, fun having Trey as host because that is something I have never had the the, the chance to have. You do you do a co-host with me before? No, I haven't. Huh. This is the first time. Well, first time for everything. Now you've hosted with the old man on the block. There you go. I've hosted with Rick Flay himself. There we go. Woo! Um, <laughs> woo, woo, woo. Uh, I was about to say, there's the voice for the, uh, the woo-woo-woos. Yeah, that was me. Um, we had a good skit planned for this week, too, but we couldn't pull it off in time, damn it. I'll tell you what it is now that it's over with. We were going to get a clip of a bunch of us saying, uh, Wrestling News Live... Extra five minutes, what? And then we're going to promote this extra five minutes at the start of Wrestling News Live. Kind of a spoof off the first five minute thing that TNA did. And then we were going to have this big booming announcer voice. Ladies and gentlemen, the first extra five minutes of Wrestling News Live starts now. And then we're going to have crickets. <laughs> and then I was going to want to go. Um, JJ, didn't you plan the first five minutes? And he was going to go, uh, no, Trey, I thought you were planning the first five minutes. <laughs> and so we were going to have all this build-up for nothing. Well, I know if, uh, what would have been funny is also if you had played was uh, all of a sudden, while in the middle of you you're starting up the show, and like you started singing the five the $5 foot long song. Yeah, there you go. That would have been pretty funny. Five, five dollars. <laughs> Five dollar foot longs. Five. Did that happen somewhere, or am I missing something? What? The five dollar foot long song. Subway. Yeah, but did that happen on a wrestling show or something? Did I miss the? No, no, it was. Uh, I'm just. I'm just. <laughs> you just randomly picked that commercial. I, I picked that commercial because five minutes. You do a five minute preview, and all of a sudden somebody's singing the five. $5 foot long. So five, the five minute, $5 foot longs. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the first thing that came to mind. I thought about doing it, uh, a, a, a spoof that I, I talked myself out of that. <laughs> I, was, I, I was like, I know him and I don't want him to be mad at me. You know Chris? Yeah. 
Oh yeah. Let's just let's just say he's had me in the torture rack. <laughs> if we were in the back alley at Tootsie's, I might have got the black hole slam. <laughs> oh my! But that was a long alcoholic-filled night. I hope he wasn't drinking. Oh, he was. Oh God! At that point, it was just me, him, Harris, and JSK. I think. No, Storm was there. Storm was there still. That was a goddamn long night. <laughs> oh, oh, man. I'm almost getting a hangover now just thinking about the hangover I had the next day. <laughs> I've got a great picture, too, of JSK. After a night of hanging out with America's Most Wanted in the Abyss. I don't even remember the name of the bar we were in. That's how bad we were. And Storm and I showed up later because I had to I had to catch a ride with him from the asylum, and he was fighting with his girlfriend on the phone, so I had to sit in the cab of his truck and listen to that for thirty minutes. And that then, sucked. Yeah, and then we finally got to the bar. They'd already started without us, and I fucking walk in, and they're in a booth, and it's like the three of them and seven chicks, and I'm like, fucking hey, yeah, all right. It was a good night. That was a long night. But the next morning, I've got a picture of JSK. He's got his Atlanta Braves hat backwards and his hair all down. And he's just looking at me like, fuck you. And he's flipping me off as I'm getting in the car to drive. <laughs> and I remember, think, I, I remember the first words out of my mouth when he shut the door and I sat in the driver's seat was, dude, I could still get a DUI if I got pulled over. <laughs> I think I I think I drove through downtown Nashville and got about an hour outside of Nashville and we stopped at a store and I remember going, Okay, I'm done driving for a while. So I went and got in the passenger seat and just waited for him to come out and he was like, Oh motherfucker, uh huh I'm like, Oh, uh huh, motherfucker, uh huh. I ain't driving. I said, so unless you want to sit here and take naps, you better get your big ass in the car and drive. So he got in and drove, and the son bitch drove us all the way back to fucking Missouri. <laughs> nice. I, I, I lucked out on that one. I actually fell asleep right there. It's a it's about an eight-hour drive. I fell asleep right there and woke up just outside of Springfield. Nice. I was like, sweet. That killed the drive time. <laughs> I'm sure it had to be murder on him because he was as exhausted as I was. I mean, he was driving, listening to me snore. Yeah. No, it wasn't the alehouse. You see, that was in the Orlando days. Oh, yeah. Which is, I guess, the current lately, Orlando days. <laughs> uh, we were there. That's a cool bar, but, man, I'm telling you, nothing beats the asylum and going out after that. That was just a good time. That was a good time for everybody. I'll tell my Mickey James story one of these days. Uh, you should get on uh, Pro Wrestling Rewind and give it to uh, the power. Well, it's a good story. I mean, she's a cool chick. She was dating a wrestler at that point, and I don't remember what his name was. He was there. He was a cool guy, too. But um, it's ironic now that she's singing because it, it, the whole story involves her and me and karaoke. <laughs> 
I, I know I told it when we got back, but I, I don't think I've, I've told it since then. But uh, she's a super cool chick. Super, super nice. I mean, just... I, I think I've met her once. I think that was it. She's as nice think, as she can be. I think I met her when I met... Um, oh, shit. I forgot her name now. And the cool thing about her is that we hung out one night. Really hung out the one night in Nashville. But um, we just kind of hit it off. I mean, we you know, it wasn't like, oh, my God, you're Alexis Marie. You're so great. Oh, my God. I just treated her like a normal chick, you know, and she was just really cool. I mean, we really did. We, we hit it off really, really well. And uh, about six months, seven months later, I ran into uh, Lollipop. And she was on her phone talking to Alexis, who had already been signed with WWE, I believe, at that point. And, yeah, you see, she was. She was dating Joey Mercury. That's right. Uh, that's who it was. But uh, the cool thing about her was is that she was on the phone with Lollipop, and Lollipop walked up and said hi to me. And we started talking. And, you know, when you're talking to somebody and they're on the phone, and the person on the phone goes, who's that? And Lollipop was like, oh, it's It's Trey. And she was like, oh, is it true from Wrestling News Live? She remembered exactly who I was. Nice. So that was really cool. And uh, we spoke on the phone for a little bit, and I wished her well, and that was about it, you know. Amber O'Neill, that's, that's who I got to hang out with for, for a couple times. She's a, she's a pretty hot chick, isn't she? She's extremely hot. She's also a North Carolina native. Is she redhead? Uh, no, she's blonde. Oh, she's blonde? Okay. Yeah, she um she was down here with uh, UWF when TNA was teaming up with them to do their shows. Yeah. And then um she came down and and she uh she stopped in front of me and she was like, "You look familiar," like right in the middle of her walking to her entrance. And I'm like, "We'll talk after the show." And she was like, "Yeah, sure." And then the guy next to me just kind of looked at me for a second. and was like, "Can I get a picture with her?" Who the hell are you? I'm like, "Yeah, I'll take a picture." And she bends over. Instead, and she was like, "Give me a good shot. Give my good side, Sean." And I was just like, "Oh God, here's your camera back. I can't take the picture." No shit, right? And I was just like, "Oh man, I was like this is gonna be a good night." We had, uh, we had a couple good nights there in Nashville, man. There was one night where it was just um, it was me and JSK and Frankie and Saban and uh, Joey Legend and Christopher Daniels. And Lollipop, and she got in the bikini contest and won, hands down. <laughs> and this scuffle broke out, and I'll never forget, the scuffle breaks out. JSK's upstairs playing pool with uh, Goldilocks, and this fight breaks out, and Lollipop's literally in the middle of it. And... uh it's it's kind of the way it, it's hard to explain. It was just kind of like a like a moment stopped in time, you know. And I I remember seeing it happen, and I looked over my shoulder to my right, and it was Christopher Daniels standing there tapping on his chin, contemplating like, what am I going to do about this? <laughs> but we were the only two guys at the where we were. We were the only two guys that knew her that we wanted to get her out of there. Yeah. 
And I remember he just looked at me, and I looked at him, and he nodded, and we dove in. Got her and got her out of there. You know? I was like, fuck it, if he's going in, I'm going in too. You know? He's a great guy. We're going to have to get him back on the show. Yeah, it's definitely going to be a fun experience. Yes, TJ, I do have a lot of a lot of stories because I did train for a little while to become a wrestler, and I did a lot of training in Kinston, my hometown, where a lot of uh, guys guys come down, and I got to hang out with the Hardys. I got to hang out with Shane Helms. got to hang out with Christopher Daniels once. I mean, it's... Now, when you hung out with Daniels, did he make you feel like he knew the Jedi mind trick? I mean, he, he just—he seems like he's that smart. Like he just go, you know, punch yourself in the face. Okay. <laughs> I was—I was waiting for the moment where he's going to look at me and say, "Call him, call him," and he's like, "Reach into my chest and pull it out." I'm like, yeah. He's That's pretty it. awesome. He's a pretty awesome guy. All right, well, we can sit here and tell stories forever. We better get out of here. Yes, I need to get to bed because I got a class in about uh, oh five hours. I have to clean my apartment so that I can move out of it soon. <laughs> that works. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to that tomorrow, but it's going to have to happen tomorrow. And then I'm going to go on like a six-hour road trip on Thursday. Uh, Friday, I've got a uh, I've got a four-hour road trip to a summer reading program workshop for work. I've got to sit around and listen to a bunch of old ladies talk about what they do. So yeah. A little cougar round table for you. No. Oh, no? Dude, I work in a library. So, yeah. seriously. That's not good. The only good part about my job is I work on a Marine Corps base, and I get to look at all the uh, officer wives. Yeah. There you go. I'll claim it. Only, it, thing it, better, only thing better than soccer moms and officers wives. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. All right, well, that's going to wrap it up. Fellas, we're out here. Sean, thanks for hanging out with me tonight, man. No, uh, dude, it was my honor. It was my I enjoy it thoroughly, and like I said before, welcome to Sinai Showdown side. I'm very happy to have you here. Cool. It's good to be here, and uh, I'm not sure when you'll hear this lovely voice again, probably uh, on Wrestling News Live Monday night, if not before. So tell all your friends. If you don't have any friends, tell complete strangers about the Sunday Night Showdown Network and uh, SundayNightShowdown.com. And WrestlingNewsLive.tk. You guys have a great night. This has been Unplugged. I've been uh, sitting in for the one and only J.J. Sexay, and he'll be back next week hosting all his own shows again, we hope. We wish him the best. I hope he gets to feeling better. And uh, with that being said, we'll see you guys uh, on the next show that airs here on the network. So have a good morning, night, whatever. Curly, go find me some money. Peace. <laughs>
tell my girlfriend nothing she's like Snake down for animal to get laid so I became a musician. 